Welcome to episode 18 of The Route, a glorified sports business coffee chat. As a new guest, every episode as they share their experiences and route in sports. I'm Christopher Nascimento and uh, let's get started. On today's episode, we have a great guest as usual and you know, I have that notebook to prove it. You know, it's completely full of different notes and insights I've been receiving from all these different guests. So, you know, that, that's my proof right there. And uh, yeah, so on today's episode, we have a few things to cover before we get into the interview. I'll try to run through them as quickly as possible, you know, so you guys get to the good stuff, which is the recording with, you know, today's guest from the Detroit Tigers, which is amazing because it's one of those positions where, you know, I'd be interested in, uh, you know, hopefully getting to one day as well. So that's great stuff, even just for my own entertainment. And in terms of things we need to get to today, um, I kind of mentioned this on the past episode. I'm working on these different projects, and one of them being is a stream called Route Talk. So it's a similar type of dialogue to what we're having here on the podcast, but it's over a more laid back setting, meaning that it's going to be on Twitch and YouTube. It's going to be a video conference while myself and a guest who's probably going to be younger, probably a student or someone starting off in the in uh, in their career, and we're going to have a discussion about what they want to do in sports, what they're currently doing, you know, to help achieve those goals, while we, I don't know, play FIFA, NHL, any sports games like, like that to kind of bring it back to the theme of, you know, sports and building on that. Another project that I'm uh, currently organizing is a tournament bracket. So it's kind of similar to the stream, Route Talk, like same type of conversation, same type of platform. But it's going to be um, including participants from 32 different schools. So I'm going to be partnering with different sports business clubs from all over North America, specifically 16 in Canada and 16 in the States. And, you know, some uh, some people will just be representing the school. Others, uh, the clubs have decided to jump on board and partner with them. So if you're interested in getting involved in this tournament and, you know, competing in a bracket and, you know, hopefully for a good prize at the end, um, by all means, message me at Nesmento Marketing, so N-A-S-C-I-M-E-N-T-O-M-K-T-G on all platforms. So there will be, I don't know, Michigan versus Ohio State, hopefully, and then uh, the two competitors and myself will have a dialogue and about careers in sports while they, while they play over FIFA and you know, make a fun little event during these uh, uncertain times. And additionally, on top of that, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to different sponsors. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to, you know, sponsor because you think the audience, which is you know, people starting the careers or college slash university students as well, by all means, uh, message me on social media or LinkedIn, and you can find my contact information as well in the in the episode notes. And the last thing before we get into the episode is every 20 episodes, I'm going to be doing. A little type of special about about me and you know maybe if you hear this you're like what we don't want to hear about you we want to hear about all these different uh, you know interesting and amazing guests I completely understand but you know due to uh, you know messages that I've received over Instagram and even emails and on LinkedIn as well people seem to be fairly interested in uh, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and kind of want to follow my my route as you say you know Got a little shout out to the name right here, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna be doing every 20 episodes. So the first episode was episode zero, which is called about me, Christopher Nascimento. And every 20 episodes, so 20, 40, 60, I'll be updating of what I'm doing and kind of have it as a time can a capsule for myself in the future and for everyone listening to to hear what I've been doing and kind of follow along and 
take whatever insight or little points that, that you'd like. And building on that, the episode will be coming out on Tuesday, June 9th at 2 p.m. So yes, we're going to be moving away from our early morning Monday schedule on uh, that week because my graduation was actually supposed to be Tuesday, June 9th at 2 p.m. So I thought it'd be fitting enough since uh, my university completely canceled our graduation that uh, I kind of host a little event of my own and while I'm supposed to be walking across the stage. So I'll be, you know, releasing the graduation special episode at the same time as I'm supposed to be getting uh, my, my diploma. But anyways, stay tuned for those episodes. I'll be doing some, try trying out some new different types of promos for uh, for that specifically as you know, I can do that with myself. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And anything else other than if you wanna get in contact with myself or the guest, like I mentioned, um, message me on social media or LinkedIn and I'll do my best to get in contact with, uh, with whomever or even uh, answer whatever questions you may have. So without further ado, uh, let's get to today's episode. I'd now like to welcome someone who has worked in the American Hockey League, Minor League Baseball, NBA, and currently in the MLB. With the Detroit Tigers as Director of Ticket Sales, Andrew Sidney, welcome to The Route, and how's it going? Chris, hi, good to, uh, good to be on here. I'm doing well. Um, currently officed out of my out of my home here in Michigan. Um, excited to, to get a few minutes to, to chat with you today. Hope, hope you're doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Th- thanks, thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are. Um, I guess kind of just to start, do you mind maybe maybe sharing a bit more about you and then just going from there into your route of your career? Yeah, sure. No problem. I'll jump in. Um, my name is Andrew. I, I grew up on Long Island um, in New York. Um, spent basically my whole life uh, living living on Long Island and, and wanted to, um, you know, always involved in sports, playing sports growing up, uh, wanted to make that my career. And um Went to Ithaca College, which is a small college in upstate New York. Um, I actually played um, like junior varsity baseball up there for a couple of years within the within school, and then um, you know, decided to focus a little bit more on my career and and, and ended up um, graduating Ithaca and and moving all the way down to um, Frisco, Texas, which is a uh, minor league baseball team, uh, the Frisco Rough Riders, in north of north of Dallas. Um, had never been to Texas before. Just decided to move from New York all the way down there. Um, and it was probably the best decision I'd ever made. Um, you know, taking a chance, moving down there. Started in, in inside sales, and you know, worked my way up <clears throat> over the course of five years there um, in a sales role for. For three to three and a half years, and then um, actually oversaw our our entire ticketing department, which was a team of twenty sales reps um, for two years, and and then um, at that point had a had an opportunity to jump to the to the NBA and, and work for um, the Houston Rockets. Um, was there for four years. I oversaw our group sales and our inside sales team, so mainly responsible for the hiring, training, coaching, mentoring of, of inside sales reps, which you know are is is. You know, luckily for me, I had some great mentors who helped me help me um, when they were in that role and, and grow my career. So I was happy to pay that back um, and oversaw our group sales business as well. And then about a year ago, um, was reached out to about this role in Detroit, um, overseeing our new business and our sales group sales teams. 
um, here with the Tigers and, and took a little bit of time to eventually you know, get up here and, and in the interview process, but, but started about uh, eight, eight months ago now um, as director of ticket sales for for the Tigers and caught a few games last year in August um, when I got up here and then, um, you know, haven't disappointing, haven't experienced an opening day yet here. Um, you know, I was excited for it to, this year, but obviously with everything going on that that's been pushed back. So uh, it's been an interesting time, um, but, you know, excited, excited to be on here. I've, I live in Michigan. Um, I have a, a wife who actually also works in sports and, um, two little girls as well, a two-year-old and a uh, six-month-old. So it's a little bit about me and my, my personal and then uh, also my professional path. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Thanks for sharing. And kind of just going back to your time with uh, Frisco and how you started off in sales, when you came out of Ithaca, was that always the, the goal and the route you wanted to take, whether it was a career in sales and sports or were you kind of just starting there and seeing where it led to? Yeah, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, when I was in college um, at Ithaca, I, I made it a priority to intern um, with so with different different teams. And, and even when I was home from summer break, just wanting to, to get involved and see what I wanted to do. Um, you mentioned I worked in the AHL for, you know, I was an intern for the Syracuse Crunch for uh, a few months there. And, and that was more of the public relations side of things. I, I interned for a team in, in Newark, New Jersey, um, a minor league baseball team that I was actually the stadium operations intern. So, you know, doing, doing things like, like cleaning bathrooms and setting up uh, tables and, and making sure our finances were up to date. Um, so I did a bunch of stuff there and then got some sales experience within actually all of those internships that I, that I did. And, and out of everything, um, sales is what I tended to like the most from the competition standpoint, the people, the conversations, um, it, it just seemed fun. So I wanted to give it a go. I wasn't sold on it um, 100% when I started. Um, I, had, I had a few ups and downs when I first started in Frisco, moving to a new city, you know, making phone calls, not getting a lot of traction just as a newer sales rep. So it was challenging, went through some adversity there the first couple weeks, um, really the first two months or so. Um, and decided to, to make sure I gave it a good run. I wanted to give it at least six months before I said this, hey, this may not be for me. Um, and after about two months, I started falling in love with it. I fell in love with, with the process. I fell in love with the people I was working with, the company that I was with. Um, and it just took off from there. So, you know, was I 100% was I in on sales when I started? I, I'd probably say no. Um, but over the course of the first few months, I, I knew this, this career um, this path had a, had a chance for a long-term career in sports and that that's what got me excited. Yeah, absolutely. That's all great stuff. And just kind of going back to starting off and it seems as though from all the guests that I've had and other people I've spoken to, it seems as though like sales is a great uh, spot to get into the industry of sports. And you kind of mentioned how when you first started with Frisco, you kind of struggled at the beginning with the sales and the, and the kind of delivering what, were some things that you did to kind of overcome that? And what did you learn to do to become more successful in that role? Yeah. You know, I think, I think anything new people tend to struggle with, right. And it's a matter of, can you go through those struggles and that adversity and, and, and come out the other side, or are you going to, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to give up right after a period of time. Um, so one of the things I did is I started, you know, I leaned a lot on the people that I was working with, right. I started asking more questions and, 
leaning on those people that have been there for you know two, three, four, five years selling and and trying to understand a little bit more about how what made them successful, right? And they were so willing to give back to me and take me on meetings and, and train me and show me better questions to ask and how to talk to people. Um, and after I got a little bit more comfortable in my own skin um, and found my own little path, like that, that really helped me just being able to rely on some of those mentors that were, that were already there. So that was the first thing. The second thing was, you know, I, I took it more seriously as a career, right? So I think people, you know, they're, they're excited to work in sports and they look at it as a really cool job. Um, and I, you know, after a few weeks started realizing like, okay, like this is more about my career, right? That long-term vision um, and how I can get better every day rather than, hey, this is just a job, right? If it doesn't work out, I can get a new job. I wanted this to be my career. So just changing my mindset uh, and thinking more long-term and how I can invest in myself about having a career rather than just a job. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 sorry. And then the only other thing I was going to say is just relying on family, right, to, to help help you through some tough times and push you. Um, they were, you know, t- helpful for me just making phone calls and talking me through some tough times to get me to, to the good ones. So those three things were huge. Yeah. That all seems like great advice. And I'm sure that's probably something that uh, for those listening, they're going to try to take away and kind of really use that in their, their own careers. And I, I noticed as well from the sales position in Frisco, you kind of made your way to, to marketing and then, you eventually went back to ticket sales as a director. So how did that all transpire in the sense that you went from sales to marketing and then you decided to go back into ticket sales? Yeah, so our our titles were a little bit different um, in Frisco. I know it says marketing in there. Um, it was really a sales role, right? So I, I was in sales pretty much the whole time. Um, now with what with being said, like we still had to market ourselves, you know, and, and we had to come up with our presentations. We had to come up with how we were going to grow our, grow our business, um, how we were going to make, you know, cold calls and how, our, what our emails look like. Um, to be transparent, we didn't have a huge marketing team in Frisco that a traditional marketing team would look like. So a lot of our salespeople, we thought of ourselves as, as marketers, right. For ourselves um, and our, our book of business, I always, you know, um, thought, thought to myself, like, I, I'm really my own little company here, right? Every phone call I make is a representation of me and, and I work under the umbrella of the Rough Riders, right? So how can I, how can every phone call I make, how can every meeting I go on, how can I market myself to be the best salesperson I can be? Um, so that's, you know, helped me in my career, just understanding all sides of the business. Um, but our main goal in that role from, was, was, was selling. Um, we just, our titles just kind of incorporated marketing in it to, to show, you know, all of what we were really doing. Yeah. That's really interesting that you said you kind of need to look at your personal brand in a sense and see how you can work that within your, your role with the team as well. Cause I guess it can go a long way, whether it's just building relationships and building that trust with the client that you're working with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a reputable guy that you, you can work with and I'll, I'll deliver and just kind of building on that from, uh, with Frisco in, the, in minor league baseball to the Houston Rockets, what kind of things do you notice were different from, I guess, starting in minor league baseball and then going to one of the major four sports and how did it impact you and how did it even help you? For sure. Yeah. So I, 
I get that question a lot. Um, you know, I, I always say first, like, luckily I worked for a minor league baseball team in Frisco that was built like a major league organization. We had, you know, an inside sales group. We had a group sales team. We had a new business sales team. We had a premium sales team. And then we had managers, right? We had a built out sales staff. A lot of minor league baseball teams you talk to may only have five people on their whole front office. Um, we had over you know, 50, 55, 60, um, and 20 to 25 of those were on the sales floor. So that, that helped me get prepared, um, quickly because it was a major league structure. The biggest difference jumping to the pros was, was the winning, winning and losing on the court mattered, um, a little bit more than it does for minor league baseball. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, uh, everything I took from Frisco translated, um, from a process side to a, to a how do you sell, to a how do you question people, how do you talk to them, how do you build a brand, how do you close deals, how do you solve objections? It all translates 100%. Um, if you're taught well learning minor league, minor league sports versus you know major league sports, it's all the same. It's just a matter of what product are you trying to are you trying to sell. Um, so that was that was great from a sales side. The other the other big difference was just the strategy behind pricing and um tier-based games right and, and and when you have a star coming into town if lebron james is coming into town like that you can you know raise your prices and do different things within minor league sports you really can't do that because it's it's all about just coming out to a game and enjoying that experience so that was a big change too um understanding more of the strategy and how to how to price things and how to how to um, think a little bit larger um, in terms of revenue but Process, sales, uh, training, um, all that good stuff. That that was very um, that translated really well from the minors to the pros. Yeah, and before we continue on with your your time with the Rockets, I kind of just wanted to ask something quickly. If you were to kind of go back in your career where you first started, or if you're speaking to someone who's starting out, would you recommend they start off with a minor league team or a a junior team in hockey or something of that sort to kind of build your career because it's more hands-on and you can see the whole operations of the business a bit more rather than just jumping into a bigger league team? I'd say it's more about the people, right? So it's the people and the culture that that you're going to work for. I think in minor league sports, you definitely get more of an understanding for the whole business. Um, You do things you probably don't want to do, but you do them because you need to. And that teaches you about your character and your hustle and, and, um, you know, the type of person you are, whereas in the pros, you may be more siloed into just selling and you don't have to go worry about pulling tarp on the field or anything like that. Um, with that being said, though, it's it's not about pros versus minors. I think it's about who's going to, who's going to, who is there uh, from a teaching standpoint, who's going to teach you, who's going to bring you under your their wing, show you the way, mentor you, give you opportunity to grow um and prepare you for future jobs right if that if that's a minor league organization and you feel strongly that that that's you know what's going to be best for you like by all means i don't i I would i would say do it um i look back at frisco and i wouldn't change a thing like that i I learned so much there and and it's helped prepare me for the role that i'm in today um and who knows if i was in a major league organization i may not be where i am today um so from that standpoint it's, it's about the people and the culture that that you go to um not necessarily if it's a pro or a junior or a minor league team yeah and then so then the question i have for that is then for someone who is starting off who's trying to get their first real position in sports 
what's a way for them to kind of determine if they're going to a team with the right people that could help further them in their career and help teach them in so they can learn much more? Yeah, great question. Because they're not, you know, not necessarily going to know that. Um, so a lot of a lot of what you have to do is, is ask and ask different leaders around the industry, ask, listen to different podcasts, listen to read different articles, um, gain some people on your side that will help fill you in a little bit, right? So I'd recommend reaching out to, you know, if you're trying to get your first job in sports, I would reach out to inside sales managers. I would reach out to directors of sales at a variety of teams and have conversations with them and ask them, hey, who started with your with your sales program and where, you know, where are they today? You know, how long did it take for them to, to get promoted? Um, what teams are they, you know, what kind of success stories can you, can you tell us about your, your training? Um, there's a good amount of teams out there that will have those stories teed up and ready to go. And, and that's, that's where you want to go. You want to go somewhere that they're going to teach you, they're going to train you, coach you, um, and then hopefully promote you internally. And then, you know, go on to do bigger and better things. Um, but it's it's up to you to kind of like find that info out and do some digging and ask those questions. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually some a, a great advice that I, I even been trying to scribble that down quickly so I remember that because being someone who's, I guess, going for that entry-level position, you're kind of, I wouldn't say on your heels or, or cornered in the sense, but you're the one wanting to take that position and you don't really want to I guess, ruffle the feathers in the sense saying, what can you provide for me? But it's a fair question to ask, and it's something that's really important for those when you're when you're joining a team. And I guess just going back to the Rockets, I guess, is that how you got to that position? Was it through the people that you knew, whether it was with Frisco or through your internships? Yeah, so the way I got that opportunity was, you know, I was in Frisco, it was my fifth year there, and I knew that it was it was time for me to move on to a new organization just because I wanted to do something else and grow and, and see what else was out there. And, you know, I started reaching out to just cold, right? Just to MBA people. Um, did a, I did a search on LinkedIn and found MBA people and worked my way to eventually talk to a guy named Jeff Ionello. Um, Jeff was on the, uh, was on the, working with the MBA on their business team. Um, had a 20, 30 minute conversation with Jeff and whatever I said worked because he seemed to really, really like me and I never met him before. He, he took a call from me just because I wrote him a nice email and, and wanted to learn a little bit more about what he does and, and within the business. And um, Jeff ended up recommending me to the Houston Rockets uh, Vice President of Ticket Sales when, when they had a role open and um, just threw my name out there. And then I went through the interview process and ended up getting a role in Houston. But I never, you know, I, I didn't apply for the job on Teamwork Online or any uh, any website for, for that opportunity. I, you know, I was I was referred over by someone that the VP of the Rockets trusted, and that's what helped me get that role. And it just all started with me reaching out with a small email and conversation that, that to someone I'd never met before. Um, and that's what that's what can happen in sports. You send the right email to the right person, and you prepare and do a good job on that call. It can change your career. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible how it's kind of like a butterfly effect, uh, effect by doing one good, uh, making one good impression, how much it can change your career. And it's so great that it did for your uh, your career, like you're mentioning. And maybe just going more specifically into your, your role with the Rockets, do you mind maybe saying how maybe different it is from the position you're in now with MLB and how it changes from sport to sport or role to role? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with the 
the role. Um, the role is is very similar to you know what I what I was doing in Houston. Um, I, I just oversee our our you know, new business team and our groups team rather than the inside sales team I did in, in Houston. But um, from an MLB standpoint, it's a it's it's tougher just because it's a bigger stadium. You know, there's more games. It's a more complex ticketing structure in, in baseball because you have to layer in so many different things on every game just to fill the seats, right? So season ticket holders, groups, suites, theme nights, individual game buyers, little mini plans, like there's a lot that goes into fitting. Uh, you're getting 40,000 people to a game as opposed to the Rockets, which was 20,000 for 40 games, 44 games. The, the Tigers are you know, 40,000 a game for 81. So um, it's just a lot, of, a lot of different moving pieces. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. And the other, the other big change is the Rockets were in really good shape on the court. You know, if you're a basketball fan, right, they have James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and I was there for when Chris Paul was there, and we made a run almost, you know, beating the Warriors one year. Um, so there was a lot of winning that was going on, and, and, you know, that can really help you on the sales team, right? They're making good money, they're selling tickets, but it can actually hurt you on the – on your process and, and how you're actually selling and, and maybe hurts your long-term career a little bit if you're always with a winner. Um, so I looked at my career and I wanted to go somewhere where they weren't winning so I could say, hey, like, we'll help rebuild a team and rebuild a culture. Um, and that's what we had here with the Tigers. It was really a complete rebuild on a culture standpoint. The Rockets were very well built, great culture already. They had amazing leadership um, and I fit in there and did some things, but. For the most part, you know, it was just my sliding in and doing a good job. Uh, with the Tigers, it's been a total rebuild and bringing in a ton of new people and hiring new folks, and um, you know that's been that's been a lot of work. And then training them up and making sure that we're in good shape. So um, that's been a major difference. And then the team isn't isn't performing very well, right? So um, there's there's that piece as well because we're not getting much help on the on the field. So we've got to do. That much more work off of it to try and sell tickets yeah yeah that, that makes a lot of sense and it's kind of funny how you were saying that you wanted to go to a, a team who didn't really have those stars or weren't willing winning all the time because one of the things that really kind of uh i guess inspired me or maybe passionate about going to sports is i saw the local team here the ottawa senders where uh, i was a season ticket holder and then you'd be going to games and less and less people and then eventually it's hitting 10,000 people. It's a laughing stock. And I really kind of saw that and wanted to kind of be the solution for teams like the Senators or even in other sports where you're kind of part of the solution. You're working on all these different projects to kind of build them back up and be part of the reason why they're uh, they're doing successfully on the, on the business side and not just on the court or on the ice. And then just going to back to your, your current role with, with, the, with the Tigers, do you find maybe working with baseball with the – more home games than the kind of more challenges, I guess you can say, to bring 40,000 people into the game every 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 night. Do you find it allows you guys to be a little more creative with what kind of process you guys do and what kind of, I guess, offerings you guys have for those coming in? Yeah, we're, we could definitely be more creative. Um, you know, we could be a little bit more flexible on pricing. We can do um, all sorts of theme nights. You know, we have heritage nights and... Uh, Little League nights and all sorts of things. Anything you can think of, we're probably going to throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Um, whereas in Houston, it was a little bit more structured, right? We, we 
didn't have as much flexibility on pricing. We had more season ticket holders, so that means we had less seats. Um, but we were able to increase our, our price for groups every year and just a totally different uh, puzzle to put together when it comes to you know, a Major League Baseball stadium versus an NBA arena. Um, the baseball side allows you to be more creative. I think it gives you just a more appreciation of, of a holistic um, you know, sales process on, on everything that goes into it. Um, but you know, both, both have their challenges and, and both have um, their opportunities as well. Yeah, and do you mind maybe touching on what kind of things you guys are doing to bring in 40,000 people uh, into the stadium every night? Yeah, I mean, from a sales side, you know, we're, we're constantly making phone calls, constantly having appointments, constantly, you know, emailing, sending text messages, trying to sell our 1901 society memberships, um, mini plans, flex plans. We have a group sales team that's focused on our big, you know, core five categories, schools, churches, uh, youth leagues, nonprofit organizations and, and companies. Um, so, you know, 80% of your group sales business should come from those five key categories. Um, and then 20% comes from like family and friends and graduation parties and birthdays and all these little, you know, these more little uh, group outings, whereas a big chunk of your business should come from those those five categories. So we focus a lot on those um, and we host different sales events at Comerica Park to try and drive people there and, and sell them in person. Um, so we, we do a lot of that as well. Yeah, that's, that's all good stuff. And just kind of bringing it to kind of a senior, your career as a whole, is there any real story that sticks out that you'd like to share where it's just kind of to show how cool it is to work in sports? Um. I mean, the, the best the best sports moment I have, like from a cool standpoint, right, was, you know, I was in the building for game seven of the Western Conference final. Um, you know, I was in the building for, you know, we, we hosted that that event. And, and, you know, Chris Paul, if he didn't get hurt, probably would have won an NBA championship with the Rockets, which was really cool. I got to travel to San Antonio to see the Rockets play a playoff game. So we took a bus out there as a team and, and, and saw a road game and the Rockets won. That was super fun. Um, you know, it's always awesome just to be down on the court level or, or field level as well. Um, meeting some of the different players, getting access to clubhouses uh, and locker rooms, you know, all of it. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome experience if you take it for granted um, a lot. But when you step back and think about how cool it is, um, you know, it's, it's really something special. Um, I got to see Mike Trout, MLB star, play uh, – yeah, when he was a minor leaguer in Frisco. Um, so that was really cool to kind of see him uh, as a 19-year-old and then ended up in the pros and one of the best players there. So those are some cool stories from, from my past. Yeah, those are, those are amazing. And I guess just kind of stepping back, like you said, if you were just to look back at your career as a whole or even when you, you started, is there anything that you were, I guess, a little afraid of or fearful when you first started in the sense of uh, something that, you, you, you weren't sure how to tackle, but you, you have now? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, a lot of it's just the cold calling, right? And, and how we're having conversations with people and how to overcome objections and solve, solve different problems that, that people may have, right? And just really, what do I say on the phone? How do I, how do I sell somebody tickets? You know, that, that, that was the first big thing that I had. And then being a New Yorker in, in Dallas, I was concerned that my accent or my, you know, mentality wouldn't, wouldn't be taken well. Um, so had to adjust and, and manage myself that way. Um, so those were a couple of just concerns I had originally, but a lot of it just 
over time and practice uh, was was easily solved. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I guess just to finally wrap everything up, do you have any advice or recommendations for those trying to get into sports, whether it's in NHL, NBA, MLB, or even with the Tigers? What's something that you you would advise them on? Yeah, the, the first thing I would say is like make sure that you're you know proactive rather than reactive. So to our point earlier, right? Like let's let's reach out to people who are in my role or people who, who are, have been in inside sales because we all want to give back to to people who are trying to get into the industry. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, and we're always willing to, to have conversations with people and take our take time to talk about sales and talk about our careers and talk about what their career could look like at, or at someone's organization. Um, so be proactive in your approach. Um, and then make sure you realize like, you're going to go through ups and downs. Sales is not an every day is a, is a sale type of day. Like you're going to have more days where you don't sell something than you do. Um, but it's knowing that you need to stay even keeled. You need to have your process. And as long as you trust your, your process and how you're selling and you learn from people and ask good questions and have good mentors around you, you're going to be successful if you work hard. Um, you know, your attitude and, and, you know, your, your, um, your mindset is really going to control how far you go. So um, that's just some advice for, for those folks who are looking to get in. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's some great advice that people who are listening are going to take away and maybe even write those down and try to apply it to their own careers. And that, that kind of wraps everything up unless you have anything else you'd like to share. No, I'm good, Chris. I appreciate you, you, you taking the time to, to reach out and go through this podcast with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I just want to uh, thank Andrew again for taking the time out of his uh, busy schedule to, you know, share his experiences, stories, and even advice with us because I think there's some great insights that everyone can uh, can take away for their own. And uh, yeah, so that's about it for today's episode. Other than one thing that I forgot to add in earlier is that if you're interested in that tournament bracket, I would message me as soon as possible as, you know, I've only started announcing it this week and I think it's been a day or so. And um, both brackets are already more than uh, more than half full, so I think there's about six available positions per um, per Canadian American bracket. So message me as soon as possible, and hopefully we can get you in a uh, in, uh, in into the tournament and uh, representing your selective club or even school as well, because you know the more the merrier. And other than that, as usual. Stay up to date with what I'm doing on uh, social media. So at Nesamento Marketing, you can find the tag in the episode notes below. Additionally, if please, by all means, if you enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as it helps others, um, you know, find find these episodes. And uh, if you could subscribe as well, that'd be amazing. Other than that, that's it for today's episode, and I'll see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one.